Matt Stepp, we are at the official midway point of the football season. Your reaction? It's going by way too fast. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm not sitting at a mall. I know. Step. Who was it? Somebody asked if you were recording that from the club. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on Twitter asked. That would have been even better. That Todd Gleaton. That would have been even been. better if you like, yeah, been. like, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I really like what Yorktown's got going. Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> while, while I'm doing while I'm doing X or something. Yeah, this is your week eight preview edition of week nine. nine. Oh God, your week, week review, your week nine preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll have a little bit of week eight cleanup and then our week nine draft. But we will start as we always do, Matthew with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Of course, big news down in San Antonio as uh, Rodney Williams is out as the head coach at Converse Judson. Uh, we won't get too far into it because I haven't been able to confirm anything. But a lot of rumors. Coaches, coaches generally, this is, I think it's fair to say, coaches generally don't get fired midseason for on-field performance. Like if your team's just bad. You know what I yeah, mean? It's fair. As a general speak, mm-hmm. I, I from what I understand, that may be a similar situation here. What I'm here to tell you, though, is that one of the things that's noteworthy about Judson is that their streak of consecutive winning seasons is in severe peril. I think it's already they're two and six. Right? Are they two and six? Two or are they two and five? No, I got three more games left, so I think they're two and five. Check that out. Researching this now. Fairly certain they need one more. Line. They're now, two and five. Yeah. Two and five. Well, technically, I guess technically they can win out and make the playoffs and then go on a run and not. They have could, a but they would have to beat Smithson Valley, Cibolo Steel, and Wagner. Yes, which there will be underdogs in all three of those and win multiple playoff games. Exactly. So, um, but they have not had a uh, a losing season since 1976. 1976 was their last losing season. Um, Matt Stapp. That is the longest 40, that's 44 consecutive winning seasons, which mm-hmm. is remarkable. It is, it is. It's the longest streak in Texas high school football history. Matt Stepp, who's the second longest streak? It's still active. Refurio. Wow. Just teed him up. That's right. Refurio uh, had lost, last had a losing season in 1977. So they are one year behind. And so uh, assuming, which I think it's fair, I think right now it's fair to think. Yeah, fair to assume. Judson's a pretty significant underdog this week to Smithson Valley. Um, It's fair to assume that they will 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 not have a winning season this year. And if that's the case, then Refurio will ascend to the throne of the, they will tie the longest winning consecutive streak of winning seasons at 44 with an opportunity to to break it next year. And Mm -hmm. as long as Jason Herring stays there, Feels like they odds are good. They feel pretty good. Anyway, there it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew, we're going to do a little bit of week eight cleanup across the state, uh, and I think we'll. I think this is just an easy way of doing it. I'm just going to go uh, go through what we picked last week because uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a good way of, of picking good games. All right, uh, I took Winthorston Munster. Uh, are you are I okay? I'm going to take a game of between Winthorst and Munster and talk about a team that was not involved. Are we disrespecting Albany? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell with Albany because I think they it, their district's not great. Mm-hmm. Winthorst and Munster at least get to play each other in district. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I don't think we're. I mean, Albany's ranked fourth in our rankings. So, I mean, it's not like I just think because Winthorst and Munster played so much, the talk is centering around Winthorst yeah. and Munster. Um, I think for Munster, you know, I think that was that was a great win for them. Uh, I think Winthorst, you know, there's some concerns about their offense, and there have been concerns about the offense most of the year, and I think those concerns really uh, came to bear fruit Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, only scoring eight points. Two of them were by their defense. So it's a great win for Munster, though, and I, I think you have to put Munster as the favorite in Region Two right now. And and that would would you install them as a favorite to make it to make it to AT and T? No, I like I, I still like Wellington. So like Wellington on a region, a region, actually in St- like Stratford a lot too. Yeah. I think Wellington and Stratford are going to be a problem yeah. out of Region One. So, uh, I think um, I think you're right. They're among the favorites, so that I would not 
install them as the favorite to make it to 18. If, I, if you put a gun to my head right now and said pick a sports team, gun to your head, I'd, I'd probably go Wellington to, okay. to make it. But, you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Whatever, they're five and two. Yeah. I got two losses. Um, okay. I also took uh, Cal Allen and Miller. This was a fu- this is a funky game because it started on Friday and ended on Saturday. And it ended at a different location. That's wait, did they move it? They played. It, they finished it at Buck. There's DEC rule where if a game gets canceled, if, if a game gets stopped, yeah. the game kicks off and is unable to finish. Now they've come back and finished it another day. It moves to the other team's location. I did not know that. Yes. So wow. I guess, that, at, I guess the idea is that you don't want to incentivize teams to say, oh, we're going to cancel the game. Mm-hmm. We'll play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Um, Cal Allen, that was probably one of their best performances of the year. Oh, I don't think there's any yeah. probably about it. Yeah. I thought great performance a team we've had. Uh, we've That's had the Cal Allen we were looking for right there. Yeah. The offense woke up. Got big questions about that Miller team. That Miller. Man, Miller's. Miller's got a lot of Mike Leach, Texas Tech vibes in him mm-hmm. in that. The, the offense, man, they are great, but that defense is just—it's a liability. Yeah, it's a liability, especially against physical teams yeah. that will run the football. Uh, I took first go in Denison. We'll probably we'll, let's table that for a minute because okay. I think we're going to talk about one of the teams involved in that coming Fair. up here in a moment. Fair. Uh, a task seat in CE King, um, you know. <sighs> ta- ta- very impressive. Yeah, a task seat. You know, Gavin Session tears his ACL is out for the year. And- mm-hmm. Doesn't face a task of in the least. No problem. Yeah, they 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 were end up going there. C.E. King's uh, rain, you know, their 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 run through the uh, the briar patch the continues. Gauntlet, yeah, continues this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vandergrift and Cedar Ridge. We had on uh, Texan Live. Dominance from Vandergrift. Did you enjoy? Impressive. Did you enjoy the watch along? I did. I yeah. watched it while I was in the press box at Forrester Field during my blowout Thursday night. We had a great time with um, Coach Sandoval and Coach Dodge. Did a great job. They were they were great. They were great. And and Sandoval Sandoval, I'll, I'll expose him on the air. He was nervous about this he was he was nervous and i'm like dude just we're just gonna talk ball yeah. and then once he figured out, i was like oh we are really just sitting here talking ball he, he warmed up but he, he was he was he was on pins and needles oh, man it's it's fun. i didn't uh, i did not even plan for it to be an offensive guy and a defensive guy it just happened it's to genius. be that way it was, yeah what can i say and then and then i took carizo for my hipster game i took carizo springs in bandera carizo we had we had giovanni gonzalez on uh football friday uh and and, and from the locker room Dude, and and okay, I don't know what it is. I've like tweeted about Carrizo Springs like three times, and like all those tweets have gone viral. They're going nuts oh, yeah. down there about they, this team. They love the Wildcats. They are. They are getting. They're getting hyped up in Carrizo yeah. Springs. Yeah, great ball club. Yeah, they do. Eighteen nothing shutout over Bandera. Man, our sweet boy Brady Keen oh, is an assistant. He's a head basketball coach. We think he's like the receivers coach. Unable to dial up points. Get what are you do, What are you doing, Coach Keen? Get bodied. Get it together. Big man. questions about the assistant coaching staff mm-hmm. in Pandera. Namely, Brady. Keen. <laughs> What's up, Brady? You took Bridgeland and Cy Park. Um, Bridge, Connor Wigman was tried to go limited, but he was clearly limited in Cy Park. Um, Cy Park plays angry. They are an angry. Fo- they play pissed off, and I love it. Uh, so in two weeks, they're going to play Cy Ranch. And, and I'll a, be on the call. There's a rumor that you're going to be on the call with Chase call Snyder. Chase, Chase Snyder. Chase fired up. Uh, oh, for that. And it'll be your first trip to the Berry Center, too, mm-hmm. I believe. You get to see the Berry Center in person. That's going to be the, for the district title. Um, that's going to be for the district title. And now hold on. Cy Park is going D2, right? Mm-hmm. Moving the number one seed. Why not, man? I'm I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, why? I, I, made, the, I made the comment. Maybe it was last week on the show or whatever. They remind me a little bit of Alvin Shadow Creek. They remind me a little bit of Shadow Creek when they got cooking. That mm-hmm. like if you were to just if you were to do like one of those blind like like those blind comparisons and you were just say, All right, take the name, take the logo off of them. Here's what this team has done. Here's who they've beaten, here's how they've beaten them. You'd say, This team's a freaking wrecking machine. They're gonna make it to state championship game. The only reason that it gives people pause is because they're in year four. You yeah, it's gonna be they're 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 impressive, but check this out: potential round two matchup, Cy Park versus Westfield. Oh, <laughs> yes, that is uh, that is juicy stuff. That's right extremely there. my jam. That's a that's a that's a NRG game that step comes to Houston. For. Oh, that is I am ex- I am extremely yeah. extremely into that. That's that in our which our playoff projections. I just mm-hmm. emailed them to you, Tepper. You did um, for insiders, which you're, you're a subscriber. You are listening. You get them. You get them. Uh, they should be up later on this week. So probably maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. You took Wichita Falls Rider and Lubbock Cooper. That was another. 
tire iron slam fight. bang yeah. affair. That was just two teams taking a tire iron and beating the hell out of each other. And Cooper, fourth straight year, Cooper beats Ryder in the regular season. That was a great atmosphere at Memorial that, uh, Memorial Stadium Friday night. It was a fun game, fun game, and um, I'll just I'll just go. I think they're gonna play each other again. I think I think it's so a, I think it's I think if you take a look at what Region One yeah, looks like in Five A Division Division One. I think they are. I think they're destined to keep. Or D two. I think they're destined to keep doing this. Yes. Uh, Sealy and Belleville, uh, the official, the official player of Step and Step. Yes, Robert Briggs does it again. Yes. By the way, I'm, I'm going to start the Robert Briggs for Mr. Texas football campaign now. Uh, that guy is unbelievable. And R- Richard Reese had a huge game too. Yeah. That's, that one-two punch of Robert Briggs and Richard Reese is really fun from Belleville. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. They're going to be they're going to be something special. You took Allen and Geyer. Uh, so Allen wins thirty-eight, thirty-one, mm-hmm. um, in a game that was much more offensively explosive than the final score will indicate. Um, both these teams combined for almost a thousand yards. They moved the ball up and down the field on each other. They did. It was just that they would stall out at the mm-hmm. at the at the wrong teams would certainly stall out at the same time. I don't know what to make of Allen. I think that they are. I think that they. I think that their offense is pretty darn good. Yes. Pretty darn good. It's like not elite, but it's excellent. It's really good, yeah. And their and I their defense, I just feel like their defense is going to cost them at some point. Yeah, and they're young. I mean, it's yeah. a young Allen team. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, and you got to think, you know, Geyer, all the off-the-field stuff oh, that yeah. was swirling around their program last week, um, none of it good. Um, I, I, you just got to wonder if that was way – if it just – you know, mm-hmm. was kind of a cloud hanging over their team going into that game Friday night. Yeah, you took uh, Kilgore and Chapel Hill, and Kilgore, Chapel Hills—they're struggling right now. They are in a bad way. And by the know. way, by the way, here's the thing: um, they get Maybank this week um, in functionally a must-win game. They're, they're in mu- Chapel Hills and must-win the rest of the year. They're must-win, and let me tell you, dude. Maybank? It's much improved. Much improved. This is Maybank has been a pro- program that's been a bit down for the past few years. Mm-hmm. They are they are notably noticeably better. Yes. And so Chapel Hill better watch out here. Um in in that game. They, that's much must win. Chapel stuff. Hill at one point made it up to number 4 in our rankings and they're in grave danger of missing the playoffs. Kilgore Kilgore keeps rolling though. Kilgore another team kind of kind of under the radar that mm-hmm. I think uh I think you should be paying attention to. Uh and finally, uh your hipster game was Ingleside and Rockport. And Rockport rolled. Yeah, that's was, uh I kind of thought Rockport would roll, but I I wanted to it, it was my litmus test for Ingleside and mm-hmm. now Ingleside, you wanted to believe and they're they're Ingleside's going to make the playoffs, but I don't I don't view them as a viable threat in region 4. Uh anything else from week 8 you want to get off your chest? No, you know, the right from a rank at least from the rankings that yeah. that and, you know, I, I work on primarily, it was a pretty chalky week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously we see that in the in the regular season as district games get going, but um now now the playoff races are really starting to come into form and and you know, I think that's the thing we're watching now. You know, it's not so much you know, we, our, our focus shifts a little bit. There's, we still keep an eye on the big time matchups, but now we're really looking at how these, how these, the per, I think you said on TFT today, the periphery of the playoff races are going to start. It's, it's, it's the brackets are going to start to get filled out, you know, in pencil um, here, here really soon. And the, we are getting on pencil. So these next couple of weeks are, are less about the ones and twos and more about the threes and fours and yeah, fives. Those are the bigger games. To me, those are the bigger games. The ones and twos, we know they're making the playoffs. Yeah, you know, we're we're more focused, and we know they're good. We know we know most of those teams are really good. What we're looking to see now is these. You know the bracket. The brackets mm-hmm. getting filled out. Who's going to get in? Those, those are the more fun games to watch. And you'll see that reflected in my schedule at least this week. Yeah, I think that's true. It's time for our week nine draft. Uh, and as we mentioned in in the open, uh, in the cold open, um, this is the official midway point. Like we are as close to week one as we are to state championships. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in the middle. We're in it, guys. And three weeks ago, a three-week sprint to the playoffs. Uh, if you this is your first episode of Step and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Uh, once it is picked, it is off the board. Uh, we go five rounds, and then we will round it all out with our hipster game of the week. We did a coin flip before the show. Step won the coin flip. And so, here with pick 1-1 one, one of the week nine draft is Matt Step. Where are you going? Going to go a little off the board with my first pick. Um, I'm known for that, by the way. You are, as you know. Um, can I interest you in the big country? Of course, you can. You always can. How about How about Friday night hmm? in beautiful, scenic, crime-free uh-huh. 
Coleman, Texas. Yes. Oh, you're you're taking you're taking my sneaky like third or fourth oh, round this is pick. A big time yeah. game right here. As the six and one Cisco big damn logo Lobos take on the undefeated huh? six and zero oh Coleman Blue Cats. So I was going through as I was starting my week nine prep. I always kind of go through and look at the undefeated teams and just just glance at them and be like, you know, look a lot, you know, Katie undefeated. Okay, I just glaze over them stuff like that. And so there were a couple that popped out to me. One of them was Odom. I mentioned him on the step. I was like, nobody's talking about Odom's eight. No, yeah. they've been they've been great. Now their schedule a little something to be desired, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was Coleman. I was like. Wow, little old blue cats. Blue cats. You know, Coleman, remember last year, they had a COVID outbreak like right late in the year. They, they were going to finish, I think, second or third in district, and they had a COVID outbreak, had to forfeit and give up their playoff spot. Um, they brought a lot back, and they've come back with a vengeance this year. They have been dominating people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jaden Jackson has been the kind of the star, but this is a this is a really deep ball club with a lot of senior experience. They blew past Goldthwaite 42-6 to last week. Um, they've done a great job, but Cisco, this Cisco team is a different animal. In two A Division One, I mean, this is a Cisco team whose one loss is in the close game to Jim Ned. They own their non district schedule is entirely three A programs. Um, they've been just destroying people in district. Sixty nine nothing last week over DeLeon. Nice, uh, I know, right? And they held DeLeon to sixty nine yards of offense. Nice. <laughs> Lots of 69s there. And it's always nice. nice yeah. Um, Hunter Long, the quarterback, junior quarterback. Uh, Dude, that guy's been starting for 100 years. <laughs> 141 yards, three touchdowns rushing. It's 48 nothing at halftime. Yeah. I mean, Cisco just dumped. Dillion's not in Cisco's league. This is, this is going to be where we see how good Coleman is. You know, Coleman's been dominant, but they haven't played nearly as tough a schedule. Like, we know how good Cisco is. And I think Cisco's a team that could make it to Arlington, and it's probably mm-hmm. – if I was picking today, I'd pick them to play in the state championship. Mm. Um, I don't know how good Coleman is. We're going to find out. I think Coleman's going to keep it close for a while, but I, I think Cisco's just got too much here. But this is really the good litmus. I want to see how good Coleman is, and this is, we're going to find out Friday night in Coleman. Yeah, I think that, I think that they are um – Coleman's a team that I'm 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 willing to buy in on, but like they're gonna need to show me something on Friday night. They keep it close with Cisco. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, this let's, is a, let's this talk is a, let's yeah. talk two or three rounds. If it's you know forty two to seven, then mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah. So I mean this is the this is the measuring stick. Well and we've had a we've had a few of those that we've talked about on the show. I remember back a couple couple weeks ago. Um golly. Um it's now escaping me. There was a team. You know, this is this is quality radio that I'm just yeah. in here thinking of something that I can't remember. Um, but we were we were talking. Uh, it was like like March. Oh no, early in gym Ned. Yeah. Early. Yeah. This is a good example of that. Of like, okay, early got out there. They kind of got their doors blown off by Jim Ned. Yes, we know Jim Ned's good. Early, maybe I mean, a little bit of paper. Tiger. I'm, I'm looking at Coleman's schedule, and their best win is probably against Anson. Mm-hmm. You know, and Anson's a Anson's a good team. You know, they're two. They're also in two A Division One. I, I believe they're in District Three. Yeah. And Anson's three and four this year. Right. And that's probably Coleman's best win. So a lot of questions about Coleman. We got no questions about this. No. No notes about them. We're going to find out a lot about that uh, this week. Coleman and Cisco, your first choice. I'm going to go to the DFW Metroplex to one of only three matchups of unbeatens this week. Two in the UIL ranks, one in the private school ranks. This one going down. Uh, where? What is the name of the stadium? I've never been there. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Leopard Stadium in Lucas on Friday night as the undefeated Lovejoy Leopards welcome in the undefeated Frisco Raccoons. Frisco, uh, an extremely impressive defensive performance last week mm-hmm. against Denison. That was that was an on-brand Frisco win. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's, that's a Jeff Harbert special. 28-14, just kind of keeping Denison at arm's length. Denison, I don't think, ever really – following that game, I never felt like Denison was going to win the game. Right. Frisco just kind of kept that game in control the whole way. It was it was, it was was vintage. Because the thing is, we've, we've, we've given a lot of praise to Jeff Harbert for good reason about the fact that he's kind of opened up this wing tee offense a little bit. They're a little bit more explosive. They'll throw a little bit more. And it's true. But the guts of that team are still the same. Like, they threw the ball – when we talk about them opening it up, they threw the ball ten times, yeah. okay, <laughs> as opposed to three. And they opened it up the last couple of years because they had Chase Lowry. You mm-hmm. had an SEC skill player who could throw. They don't, they don't have that this year, so they're a little more 
they still throw it a little bit, but they're a little more traditional in how they operate. You know, they were they were getting into some spread stuff and throwing it deep the last couple of years. Not so much this year. When they throw it, it's pretty much out of the traditional wing tee. Yeah, they forced a pair of turnovers last week against Denison. Uh, it was it was an impressive performance. Uh, if you want to criticize Frisco, you would say, "All right, what are your best wins? Your best wins are last week against Denison, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and against a Frisco Liberty team that had just lost their best player." Yes. And Evan Stewart. Um, everything else, it's nah, fine. Yeah, just kind of okay. ho-hum. Ho-hum. Um, now, that said, here comes the big test. Here comes in my, you know, let me make sure I'm not. Yeah, this is the district championship game. Oh, yeah. Um, although Lovejoy does still have to play Liberty technically, but I don't. I think Liberty, unfortunately, is probably trending in a poor, in a poor direction. Yeah, Liberty is probably scrounging for fourth at this point. Because Lovejoy has... Um, has shown no mercy to their opponents this year. They have given them no quarter. Mm-hmm. They have been one of the most dominant teams in the state. Uh, Alexander Franklin, their quarterback, has been exceptional, uh, stepping in for R.J. Rucker and not missing a beat. Um, the Matthew Maynard, the running back, has been excellent. And the other thing is, and the underrated thing about them, is their defense is much better this year way better their i mean defense is last year last year they were a team that really had to kind of outscore their problems they had to win 55 48 yeah you know they had to win those kind of games yeah they don't have to this year they i mean they are 55 to 7 this year they are locking teams down like that's what they're doing they're locking teams down and that's extremely impressive now look you can hold some of the same same criticisms for them that you did for Frisco in the sense that, like, okay, their best win's probably against Denison. They beat them 49-7. They clobbered them, but mm-hmm. that's their best win, right? Other than that, it's fine. That whole district. 7-5 AD1 or D2 is, is okay. Yeah, the problem is they start they start district early, early so they're mm-hmm. playing district games week three. You know, they do have that win over Brian. Brian is probably a 6 You know, they're a fourth-place 6A team. Mm-hmm. So that probably holds a little bit more more weight. But, yeah, they're, they're, but Lovejoy's been dominant that's the thing and so to me i think that a lot of this comes down to whether or not frisco can can get lovejoy to play their game which is what they did against dennison last they want, week yeah frisco wants 28 14 28 14 uh-huh. they, they want, want that game they want to limit the number of possessions they want to dominate time of possession they want to keep the ball away from them and they want to lean on what has been an excellent defense there for frisco um huge game lovejoy wants it in the 40s yeah I want to get the get the tempo up, and and I'll be honest, I like I just don't think, especially going up against a defense like Lovejoy, if they get into the 30s, I just don't think Frisco's got the got the offensive weaponry to to, to match up. I'm going to say it now: Lovejoy's winning Region Two. You know what you're saying, then? That Alito's not going to win Region Two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Lovejoy's the best team in Region Two this year. Okay. My call. I don't. I, I I. Could be wrong, Alito, I, and do, I, do your memes and Twitter. Things I don't. If- I don't agree. I want to go on the record. I don't agree. I still think that. I think. I think that Alito has to get the nod until they give it up. But at the same time, that's why you're a bold truth teller. You know, it's what you do. Journalist with a capital but, J. But no, Lovejoy. Lovejoy's looked every bit the part of at least the chief challenger to Alito in Region for Two. Sure, for sure. This is a place where they can cement that mm-hmm. uh, big game there going on at Leopard Stadium. What is your second pick, Matthew? Going to Houston, where I'm going Saturday, but I'm, this is not my Saturday game. But I'll be in Houston Saturday. No, because it's a good game. That's 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 <laughs> that a, not that's a, fair. That's sir. an undue shot. Who are you seeing on Saturday? Uh, lateral tees. Sorry, Hold lateral tees. Uh, I apologize. Friday, to whoever night, you're on Friday Saturday. night at Sheldon ISD Panther Stadium as the North Shore Mustangs take on C.E. King mm-hmm. on the east side of Houston in a huge game in District. I believe it's twenty one six A. And for C.E. King, Coach Fitzhenry, it's the the the, the Briar Patch, like you said, is is that they're they're this is they're, they're in, in it, it. They're, they're in it thick right now. And and last week they they got humbled a little bit. They took on a task of Cita, and you know there was some talk down in Houston that C.E. King might be poised to pull the upset because Tascasitas was out was on their you know their sophomore their talented sophomore quarterback is now playing because Gavin Session is out for the year. Um, it didn't matter. Tassacita rolled forty two twenty one, and if I remember correctly, and I, I I wasn't following every play of this game, but if I remember correctly, Tassacita was the dominant force early in this game, ran away, yeah. and then this game, I mean, kind of held him at arm's length. King recovered a fumble for a touchdown and made it seven seven, and then it was all Tassacita yeah. after that. It was it was a start to finish dominant performance, and 
you know, Jarrell Wembley, the, the, the CE King star, you know, he had a couple touchdown runs, but not, you know, only had 98 yards. You know, it was a turnover. Three turnovers were King's undoing in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going up against a defense that is objectively better this week in North Shore. Yes. North Shore has one of the most ferocious defensive units in the state of Texas. And CE King is a little one-dimensional. They don't run. They don't throw the ball. They're, they're, that's not their game. And I, you can't be one-dimensional against North Shore. I think North Shore is going to eat that up. They and you know the Mustangs very quietly. They're getting it, they're getting it together. Their offense is starting to find some things. They, they're starting uh, starting to starting to figure figure out what what they can do well and what what they can, what they're going to lean on come playoff time. They beat Summer Creek forty-five sixteen. Their their backfield duo of Kalen Bailey and Xavier Owens both had good games. This North Shore team is starting to round into form, and if they can get consistency in the passing game and find find that that just enough of a passing game, I think you have to install North Shore still as one of the favorites in Region Three Division One. So, um, I think North Shore gets gets the win here and, and, and pulls away from CE King. Um, but this is you know the CE King team is still probably a solid third place team, but they're just, they're just kind of up against it these last week and this week. Yeah, it's it's tough, and and and, and I think that. You're right that what I worry about for C.E. King is if you had trouble moving against a Tascosita, a good defense, you're now going against a an elite defense. Are we comfortable Agreed. putting yeah, putting them in so. that? North Shore's an elite, especially in their front. Yes. And they also have the best – they also have the number one – their front seven's elite, and they have the number one defensive player in the state of Texas in Denver Harris. Yes. In the secondary. They are – they're dominant. One question I have about North Shore, and, and it's going to be a question that I think just persists – Um has the offense rounded into form has it rounded into form i think we're i think it's getting there i think they're improving we're seeing seeing signs seeing some signs and that would be obviously be very dangerous if they were able to do that um as as far as what what they look like going forward but i think that this is a very interesting game um excited to see how this one shakes out all right you took north run seeking i am going to go uh, let me. Um, I'm, I'm giving some credit, uh, some traffic to our good friend Texas Bob to see where this game is. Matt Step, let's go to Lubbock County for the other UIL matchup of unbeaten's, and I believe, boy, were they undefeated at that time last year? Um, there's no way to tell. There is a way to tell. Uh. No, Abernathy had taken a couple losses. As the Lubbock Roosevelt Eagles welcome in the Abernathy Antelopes. And let's have a moment about Lubbock Roosevelt, okay? They deserve it. We had Matt Landers on our show on on Football Friday on Friday night, okay? Their defense. I just want to. I just. Wanna, I'm going to pull up some statistical. Th- you know. I'm. You know. I'm. A, I'm a stats guy. You are. Uh, and so I'm gonna, just going to pull up Nerd. some 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 things. They have played. They are seven and zero on the year. Seven and zero for the second straight year, by the way. Seven and zero, and they have allowed. I'm just. Let me check in my notes. I'm going to count this one, two, three. They have allowed 14 points this year. That's incredible. They've allowed two touchdowns and a safety this year. Okay, two touchdowns and a safety. So really, functionally, their defense has allowed. 12 points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been outrageous. Last week they beat Reagan County 58 to nothing. And they are just steamrolling people. Steamrolling people with that uh that that flex bone offense. They run it exceptionally well. What I think about what I really like about watching their offense play in the in the the limited, admittedly limited amount of of, of snaps that I've seen on on various films, um, is that they are Everyone on that team is a willing and able blocker. All of them. Which that's what's got to be if you're going to run the flex bone. Everyone's got. You got to be humble enough to be like, I'm going to go out there and throw and throw a block. The quarterback's doing it. The receivers are doing it. The running backs are doing it. It's fun to watch. Alex Trevino, their quarterback, has been great. Nate Gensler Jr., the running back. They are spreading it around. They're absolutely pummeling people. They have thrown 11 passes this year. They've thrown 11 passes this year, which is. Uh, it's about one and not even two per game. Coach, coach said they threw three last uh, last week. Yeah, so really opening up the playoff. Yeah, they were they were really, they got wild with it. So now they're taking on and and they're taking on Abernathy. They were undefeated when they faced Abernathy last year and they lost twenty one. I want to say twenty one to twelve was the final. Uh, twenty eight to twelve. Twenty eight to twelve. Let's talk about what Abernathy did last week. 
you want to talk about statement wins. Yeah. I thought what they did to Idaloo is probably not something we're talking about enough, but that was a smothering. It was. That was, that was impressive. extremely impressive. And what I think is very impressive about what they're do what they did last week and what they've done overall is new coach Justin Wiley has taken over and he's looked at his personnel and he said, All right, uh, we got the guys to throw the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Jess Hole, their quarterback, has been really solid. Really good. And by the way, their defense, which is usually pretty good, is still pretty good. Yes. And that's what's really uh, kind of led the way. Here's the, whole su- here's the whole long and short of it. The whole long and short of it. Is Lubbock Roosevelt simply, simply a product of a soft schedule? That's the entire question here. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you who ain't soft is the team that's coming into town, coming into Eagle Field on Friday night. Abernathy yeah. is for real. We know Abernathy's. We know Abernathy's for you, real. You blow away idly like that, yes. you're you're for real. You're for real. If you if 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 Roosevelt if Roosevelt wins this game or even hangs in this game, right? Let's talk. Here's the other thing about this. They are, of course, in District Four, District Four, Three A, Division Two, which would mean that their by district matchups would be with District Three. Yeah. Which holds. Mm, let me just do a little bit of here. Uh, the four playoff teams, I think, in some order, are going to be Childress, Canadian, Spearman, and Friona. Yeah. All of whom are good to excellent. Those first round matchups in three, usually in three A Division Two. You don't see yeah. great first round matchups. Not in that those two districts. Those are going to be some bangers in the. They're going to be. Last year, that was my. I went to Abernathy Childress last year, mm-hmm. and it was a straight up banger. Yeah. So you are going to get some outrageous games, and so if you are both Abernathy and Lower Roosevelt, Abernathy's the favorite, understandably mm-hmm. so, because mm-hmm. we just don't know about Roosevelt because they haven't faced a team like Abernathy. But you want to talk about a lot on the line as far as what your playoff path looks like. Because last year, Roosevelt went 7-0, and lost to Abernathy and Childress, and then they got Spearman in the first round, and it's Church. Yeah. If they want to prove this year is different, you got an opportunity with, a, with, the, with them coming to your field, You're, them coming to your barn. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited about seeing what uh, Idaloo, and, or rather what Abernathy and, uh, and, and Roosevelt do. And by the way, Abernathy can functionally clinch the district championship. They can still spit the bit down the stretch, but, yeah, but they'll be unlikely. In the major driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, they will be in the major driver's seat with wins over Abernathy and Ro- or Idaloo and Ro- Roosevelt. So that's my second pick. What was your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to stay in the Houston area. I'm going to go Thursday night to Rhodes Stadium in Katy mm. as the Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes take on the Katy Pato think they're the Panthers. Yeah, they are. Uh, in a game that's probably going to decide the District 10 5A Division One title <laughs> as I kick something down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good job. Live mm-hmm. on, oh, it's one of your coffee cups, sir. Yeah. Um, it deserved it. I'll tell you what about Katie Pato. This is a team that is flying under the radar and just bullying folks. Another, another one of those undefeated teams that if you look up and you look at them and you're like, Wait a second. Hmm. You know what's funny? It's it's it. You know it it. Th- this strikes me the kind of team that like think about like in the seventies or the sixties, just like a a dad opening up the opening up the paper and reading the paper, and Peyto is the kind of team that would make him go, "Hey, honey, do you happen to see that Katie Peyto hasn't allowed a point in more than a month?" Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, the last four games they have outscored their poor overmatched opponents. 272 to nothing. Sure. I mean, now granted, the level of competition in those four games has, they've been, they've, you know, teams are struggling. You know, Fort Bend Kempner, well, Houston Milby, Houston Wisdom, and Rosenberg. Terry. Well, and you want to talk about it ramping up in a hurry yeah. for the remainder of the season functionally. Yeah. Now it's Hightower, Manville, and Angleton to close mm-hmm. the year out. But uh, Pato, I mean, CJ Dumas is the kind of the, the guy that makes them go. But this is a deep team. This is functionally a 6A team playing 5A Division One. They're going 6A next realignment. They've got great depth. They got, they've got they got a bad they're, – they're like Coleman. They, that last year ended with a bad taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. They they won their first-round playoff game and then had to forfeit in the area round because of COVID. Uh, that that has that that has fueled them this year for that 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 misery of what happened last year to them, and this is a team that's on a mission. And right now, if you're going to tell me Katie Pato is going to win the Region Three and Five A Division One, I'm not arguing with you. 
They hmm. they region got, three of five of division one. They got well, the man, well, Manville. They'll we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I have a feeling we may be talking about that game next week. Uh, you know, I, why not them? Yeah. But you know, Fort Bend Hightower is going to have a say in this. Mm-hmm. They've got a win in Manville in their back pocket already. I think I'll say this. I think that. I think Region Three goes through to District Ten. Yeah, I think District Ten. Those, those three, three teams could be playing each other again. And Hightower already owns the win over Manville. Um, they've played a tough schedule. Cornelius Anthony, the first year head coach there, coming over from Rosenberg Terry, has done a great job keeping the train going at Hightower. And they were pretty. They, they were dominant last week as well. They they actually beat Fort Ben Kempner last week, mm-hmm. um, and it was sixty-one and, to nothing. So and Hightower, by the way, Hightower's only loss in the year. Is to Spring Westfield, which is, is a top ten team in six A. Yeah, top ten six A team. So this, these these are two elite teams. I think it's going to come down to which defense can step up. You know, mm-hmm. High is a m- more wide open spread offense. Pato is a little more ground oriented. Pato reminds me of old school Katie and a lot of what they do. Coach BJ God is a Katie. He's from the Gary Joseph coaching tree. So you're going to see Pato get in the eye formation. They're going to line up and run the football a little bit more. It's going to come down to tempo here and which defense is able to get stops. Going on Pato, I'm, I'm leaning towards Pato in this one at home, um, but I think it's going to be close. I think I think I don't think I don't think Pato's defense is as good as it's looked the past few weeks, just no. because nobody is. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, that's an nobody this side of 83 Dangerfield and 85 Yates. No, that's a that's a impossible bar. 2015, Katie. But I also think that when Hightower has faced quality athletic teams. Especially with quality athletes in the def in, in, the, in the defensive secondary, they've struggled offensively. Right, mm-hmm. Spring Westfield twelve points, Manville sixteen points, Angleton eighteen points. Now they did what they needed to do to win the game, yeah. and, and they should not apologize for that. Yes, but I do wonder if that is going to put them at a, at a slight disadvantage in this game simply because their offense has has tended to scuffle in against against talented defenses. Mm-hmm. That's a big that's a big uh, big tell here. So Hightower Pato is an excellent pick. I am going to go down south. I'm going to go to what is maybe the most fun triumvirate of teams. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this. The most fun triumvirate of teams in in a district that we're going to get the round robin here. We got the first one last week. Let's go Friday night to Yoakum, Texas. Okay. As the Hallettsville Bramas visit the Yoakum Bulldogs in another District 12, 3A, Division 1, banger. Yeah. Because last week, we got the first one. The, the other team involved in this, in this, in this, in this, in this triass, tri, 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 <laughs> tri, shout, <laughs> shout out to the T-Box on the ticket for that. Um, Craig Rose and Rose. Would be, you know, you know. Would be Columbus. Yes. And Columbus, give them a lot of credit. They went and they, they, they bowed up to to Yoakum, and they came away with a 35-28 win. Mm-hmm. And now the question is Yoakum, you know, Yoakum is a team that, you know, they 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 boy they've had trouble with Columbus. They yes. they are not going to they're not going to send any postcards. Yeah, Columbus any, had their Christmas number. Cards. Yeah. That's three times in the last year that they've lost mm-hmm. one. Uh but this is a team that for for Yoakum they got to go and they got to don't let one loss beat you twice mm-hmm. because you can very quickly slip from number five in the state to third place in your own district if you're not ready to roll in this one. Now, Hallettsville's interesting. We, we had a lot of questions coming into the year, and they were a fascinating case study in what happens when a team simply, uh, if you ha- bring back an entire offense minus Mr. Texas football, which is basically mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that offense is back with the exception of Jonathan Brooks, who's now at Texas. Yes. And overall, the returns have been, I would say, fairly promising. I think yeah. they've been, I think that they've looked pretty good for the most part. They have that one loss on the year to Shiner, which, yes, which, to, to 2A, but it's like... It's a different 2A. It's a different 2A. Shiner right? beat Hallettsville last year. Right. And Hallettsville played for a state title, so... But, like, they've also got... I mean, they have... Hallettsville has played a low-key, really tough schedule, Right. They got a win over on the road at Vanderbilt Industrial, mm-hmm. right? They beat Ganado, which is a pretty good, better than their record indicates team. Schulenberg, uh, they've they've played a tough schedule, but it, it's about to get tougher. Yeah, going on the road to Yoakum against a team that I don't want to say desperate, but 
I know for a fact that Bo Robinson is telling his guys what's at stake here. Yeah, I mean, and they lost, and they're this is their first home game in a month, I think. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 going to be amped up for this one. They are they're Hallisville is going to get Yokum's best shot, mm-hmm. and I think Yokum's best shot is good enough to beat Hallisville. Mm-hmm. You know, Hallisville is going to have to come out and play. Yeah, it figures to be a real a real physical matchup. You know, it's you know what Hallisville's going to do. They're going to line it up in that kind of. That kind of slot T, and they're going to hand the ball off to to you know they're they're going to mow the, kind of plow the road with that big offensive line. A lot of it comes down to whether or not you know the the defense, which has been excellent, really excellent all year. Mm-hmm. How do they match up against a big physical, want to punch you in the mouth Yoakum team? That's what's going to be interesting in this one. I think it's a lot of fun. Twelve three A Division one, and if you're Hallettsville, this really this really if Hallettsville wins this game, it really sets up. Um, the showdown. The showdown. Literally next week at Columbus. Is that next week? At okay. Columbus. Right. Yeah. So I feel like we might be talking about that one, too. I think you're right. Anyway, that is my third pick. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm going to go all the way up to the Texas Panhandle mm-hmm. for a district opener in District 3-4A Division One. Ah, yes. As 6-1 Canyon visits surprising 6-1 Pampa. Under first-year head coach Cody Robinson. This is, you know, this district, everybody's already already in the playoffs, but now now the little mini tournament gets going now where the, these four teams will battle it out for, for playoff positioning here. And I think these are the two best teams in the district. Yeah, I think you're right. No offense to Dumas. I think Dumas is a little down this year. Pampa has been the real surprise in the panhandle. You know, Cody Robinson came over from Lubbock Estacado and has done a fantastic job with the Harvesters. They've got one of the best running backs in the area in Cornelius Landers, who also has one of the best nicknames in the area. It's Peanut. Yes. Peanut Landers. Yes. Um, you know, two weeks ago they played. They played Big Spring. Five and one Big Spring comes to town. Five and one Big Spring leaves with a fifty-one to seven loss high at the tanning. hands of Pampa. A high uh, tanning. Landers. Landers has been consistent. One hundred ninety yards, one hundred fifty-five yards, two touchdowns rushing. Their quarterback Sam Anguiano um, has been. He hasn't put up the huge numbers that some of his predecessors has put up, but I think Pampa's running a different offense now. They're not quite as. They're leaning on Landers a little bit more. They're not quite as wide open, but Anguinado, uh, 208 yards passing, three touchdowns. This is a really good Pampa team, and, and part of it is the defensive improvement. Like Coach Coach Robinson has brought a new attitude to this defense, and Pampa is a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. It's a big home crowd, and they get behind their ball club. And when with Canyon coming to town, they're going to be they're going to be geared up for this one. You look at Canyon, defending Region One champs. Still coming in six and one, only lost to a good Canyon Randall team. But look at Canyon's schedule; they have had to eke out some close, kind of hard-fought wins all year long under first-year head coach. There's another first-year head coach, Todd Winfrey, who took over for Blake Bryant after Coach Bryant retired um, this off-season. Um, it's not the, quite the high-flying Canyon team of the past. This is a, a run-oriented team as well. Dario Bressler, you know, 194 yards and two touchdowns in their win two weeks ago over, over Andrews. But that was a two-point win over Andrews, mm-hmm. 28-26. So um, it's a Canyon team that I think is good but has kind of scraped by a little bit, and Pampa's mm-hmm. been dominant. I think Pampa gets the win here and stakes a claim to a district title this week. Wow. I like the Harvesters in this one. So I'm, go- I'm going with Pampa. I think they get the win at home. What's I just, a computer say about yeah, this? I, I just don't th- – Canyon's good, but I, don't, I just don't think there is there – is, well, hey, let's strong. The, the computers got Canyon by three, and yeah. and so they they think that this is a, a real tight game. I tend to agree. Um, yeah, this is really intriguing, and and yeah, for Canyon again, a lot of it comes down to can that offense get in gear because yeah. they've just they've kind of sputtered at times. Can the offense get in gear? Big game there, Canyon and Pampa. I give give some love to Central Texas, and let's have a conversation about. I think. Hmm. I want to say this. I mean, why not? Two of the most, I think, two of the most underrated teams in 4A Division Two. Okay. Both of them going at it. This will be Friday night. This I game. Get, I think I know where you're going. With this, this game is in China Spring. Yep. As the Salado Eagles, five and two, take on the China Spring Cougars at seven and zero, oh. and for the life of me, I don't know why we're not talking more about China Spring, and maybe it's because. Their last really, like, I don't know. Their schedule is, it's not like their schedule's been weak. They have a win over Lorena, mm-hmm. and that, aged as that aged well. has aged extremely well. Mm-hmm. Win over Lorena, a win over Lane Passes, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on that. A lot of it just comes down to they have they, they have a win over Addison Trinity Christian in the opener, which is a good private school team. Mm-hmm. They're 6-2. and two. 
I think this China Spring team's excellent. Major Bowden has been outrageous. Outrageous. He's been one he's been really, really good. I think I said it in my preview. He's one of the best running quarterbacks in the city. He is incredible. Yeah. Uh he he did actually did take to the air a little bit last week and, and threw the ball pretty effectively. Uh that's not his game though. They want to run the ball with him and he yeah, is they he want is, to get Bowden in space and get him yes, in the secondary. He's that good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the guy that they want they want to go and, and they want to get after it. Uh, the defense, by the way, has also been really, really good. Okay, they're allowing ten points a game. They've given up seventy-three points in ten games or seven games, rather. Pretty darn good. Okay. Now they're taking on Salado, and and if you forgot about Salado a little bit, I think you're within your rights because they they got a big win in week one over Troy, and then they got beat in a close one for Grandview, and they got beat kind of handily by Stephenville. Two losses that have aged well, extremely well. Okay, since then, Allen Hare's ball club have been mashing fools. Yeah. Okay, the slot T is the devil, and the slot T here is here is the the glory of the Al- and Allen Hare's been running the slot T since before you and I were even a twinkle in our mm-hmm. in our mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the slot T is not that they are gashing you for six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards of play. The beauty of the slot T is that they're getting five yards, and then they're getting another four. They're getting first downs. And they're converting third and one. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it again, and they're doing it again. Because you can see it happening. Mm-hmm. You can see how well it's worked these past couple of weeks with guys like Aiden Wilson, who's been, who went for 107 yards last week and three touchdowns. They are grinding it out, and you can see, by the way, their defense is starting to bow up. And you're thinking, oh, did their defense figure it out? Yeah, maybe. Give some credit to them. They've probably grown a little bit, but you know what else? Probably don't feel very much. Probably fresher. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot fresher. And the machine is online for Salado right now. The, and the best way to keep people from scoring is just not let them have the ball. And I got to be honest, dude. Like China Springs, this is, I think this this is in my opinion uh, Lorena was young, you know, Lorena's a three. I think this might be the best defense China Springs faced. Agree. I think this is the best defense China Springs faced. They've been putting up video game numbers. Can they do it again? I think Salado's got a real chance to win this game. A real chance to win this game to go in there. The key for them is going to be, again, to get them into their game. To get mm-hmm. them and just and, and dominate the clock. Have the ball for 30 minutes. Because Major Bowden is good enough that, that the longer he has the ball, the more, the more opportunities you're going to give him to break off a big run and score on you. I think that this game is absolutely... I think we're going to have a reporter at this game. And I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, I like China Spring, but Salado is a team that if you just look at them and go, oh, well, they're five and two, they're not very good. You are sorely mistaken. It's mm-hmm. my fourth pick. What's your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Going to go to the Alamo City for a Saturday night matchup with playoff implications abound as the Harlan Hawks take on surprising San Antonio Marshall in a big time Saturday night showdown. I think the winner is. In on the play in in the playoffs, a loser probably still makes it, but the loser still has some work to do. Um, but I think this one's probably for seeding as well with Harlan and Marshall. So uh, Harlan comes in; they got a huge win last week over Holmes, twenty four thirteen. Jacob Gonzalez, one hundred forty three yards and three touchdowns, leading the Haw- Hawks offense. Uh, they defense three forced three turnovers, and this that was a huge win for Harlan because they were three and two in district, and that, that win improved them to four and two. And I think puts them in this position this week where they can beat Marshall and pretty much lock up a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Marshall was off last week, so they have the advantage of having the bye week. Um, their last win was also over Holmes, so poor Holmes is probably out of the playoff mix. Holmes, is, this is one of their best teams they've had in years, probably since like Keith and Kerry Cash are playing for Holmes and Priest. I think Priest Holmes may may have gone to Holmes as well. Um, although the, the, Holmes had some great teams in the '90s, and they haven't had. I don't know if they've been to playoffs in several years. Priest Holmes, the pride of San Antonio Marshall High School. Oh, Marshall. Okay, so who's playing in this game? Yes. I think Keith and Kerry Cash are mm-hmm. Holmes. You know when Holmes made, the, Holmes made the semifinals, you know who the head coach at Holmes was when they made the semis? Mm-mm. Laredo United head coach David Sanchez was the head coach of San Antonio Holmes. And that's today's Matt Step Fun Fest. Yes. It's been a while since Holmes <laughs> yeah. has been good. And they're competitive. They're just mm-hmm. a little out of it. Uh, Marshall... Two weeks ago, played Holmes and beat him by 10, 26 to 16. Um, Jack, Kalis- Jack, Jack Kaliski threw for 236 yards and three touchdowns to lead the way for the Marshall Rams. Um, 
to me on paper, you have two evenly matched teams here in District 29-6A. Agreed. Um, it's going to be cliche, but it's going to come down to turnovers and mistakes. I think Harlan is a little deeper and a little more athletic, and I think that's the difference in this one. It's a coin flip game, but I like Harlan to get the win and get probably secure. Because, you know, you look at this that district, Brennan and Taft are 1-2. I think the winner of this game is your third-place team. Okay. I like Harlan. I think Harlan gets the win. I think Marshall probably still makes the playoffs as the four seed, um, which would be weird because that would push Brennan to Division two. But I like Harlan. So give me Harlan okay. by three. All right. I think that's I think that's a fun game. It's a fun and Saturday night matchup. Yeah. The fun fun little Saturday game there in the Alamo City. All right. I am going to go west. Ah, yes. Let's go to a game that is extremely suddenly extremely interesting. This is the game that I would have paid no attention to if not for what happened. In a meet in a boardroom. Oh, I know, I know which game you're talking about. As the San Angelo Central Bobcats will travel to Ratliff Stadium to take on the Permian Panthers in what is suddenly a critical District Two Six A mm-hmm. matchup, and all of this is coming to f- coming to four because San Angelo Central was on the uh, the the good end of a forfeit. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, and you may know more about this than I do. Sure. My overall, from what I gathered, Wolfworth Friendship got confused about whether or not a player could play after he was ejected the week before. So in the Amarillo game a few weeks ago, Friendship had a player that was ejected incorrectly. The officiating crew thought it was a player's second personal foul, and mm. it was his first, and they ejected him. Okay. So, friendship was under the impression that that the officiating chapter was going to send the correction to the UIL. Okay. The correction was not sent to the UIL. Friendship didn't double check it. They played the player the next week, and against San Angelo, and he had to sit. Out, he was supposed to sit out the first half. And he played in the first half. So that's where the ineligible player comes. In. Basically, the player was ejected incorrectly, but the back end to correct the mistake was not done. Therefore, the player was still ineligible and not, not able to play. The causing Friendship to forfeit a key district win over Central because now Friendship is – their playoff hopes are on life support. I yeah. believe they're 0 and they're own 4. 0 and 4 in district, mm-hmm. so they're probably done. If it's probably point. done. Yeah. They had the win over San Angelo Central. Yeah, and then they, they Friendship closed with Midland and Odessa, yeah. so, which are winnable games. They probably went out and they get one of the playoff yes. spots. Now, now, for Central, they have new life. Because they go from one and two in district to two and one in district. Yeah, they were they were feeling bad about themselves after, after that loss to Odessa mm-hmm. High. They were they were in some trouble. They were thinking, uh oh, we are one slip up away from slipping out of this thing, and and now they've got a little bit of cushion, mm-hmm. got a little bit of cushion, mm-hmm. but you know still some work to do because they close, they close Permian, Legacy, Abilene. Those are the other three playoff teams. Yes, those are the other three. Play on, play on simple. They need to win to avoid getting caught into a tiebreaker. Scenario. Correct, because Which, if they get into a tiebreaker scenario with Odessa High, they already lost. They already lost. So you don't, Correct, and, and they lost big. Yes, so that, that that points positive points thing might not work in their favor. So they need another. They need another win to get secure. So now they got to go to Permian uh, and take on Mojo. And this is a this is a, a Permian team that I think is they're solid. But I don't think they're spectacular, and I have pretty, con- I have pretty, and I'm sure that the folks out there have pretty major concerns about their defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is 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 a con- is a problem. It's a problem. They got Rodney Hall, uh, who is a dynamic quarterback, He's dual threat guy, and they, it seems like Permian's throwing it a little bit mm-hmm. more. That's been the big knock on Permian, you know, even from their own fan bases. They're they're kind of their offense is not. You know, it's it's an old school offense. Yeah. They don't throw it much, and they feel like when they get against the Metroplex teams in the playoffs, they get hurt by it. They've opened it up a little bit. Rodney Hall's throwing the ball okay. Yeah, he's had he's had a, he's up for Mr. Texas Football yeah. Player of the Week one week. He's he's put up some good numbers. Yeah. throwing efficient throwing the ball. Their defense has not been awesome though, and that's no. going to be the big the big question here is can they um, is can San Angelo Central take advantage of a let's say a a battered and a a beatable. Uh, Permian defense. That's the real question in this one. Um, 
I and and obviously a lot on the line. If you are if you're central, you can functionally clinch a playoff spot with a win in there. Sure. Game. Yeah. You have head to head wins yeah. over friendship, Midland and Permian. Yeah. You're probably you're all you, yeah, it was something that would have to go really wrong yeah. for you down the stretch for, for you not to get in. Um and so it's gonna be up to guys like Tyler Hall and, and, and to get Central over the hump. But going to going going to Permian's a chore, man. Yeah. I, this Central team is is very young, and the you know new head coach and Kevin Crane. Um, I I don't think this is a play. Central benefited big time. Yes, because I don't think Central was going to make the playoffs. So I I don't think they were going to make it before. Yeah, oh yes, before they, they were yes. out. They were out. This is a team that struggled a little bit this year, and so they got a big break. I I think Central gets in the postseason, but I don't think they win this week. I think Permian. I think Permian's gonna gonna put it on him this week. I think I Permian. Like, I, like I, Mojo. I think Permian's got an opportunity to send a statement that, like, you know, we've we've got they still got Midland Legacy coming up. Exactly that's, right. They've that's, had Legacy's number the past couple. Yes, of years. and that's of course that's the big finale there, week eleven, um, at Grande Communication Stadium in Midland. That is so. I think I think this is an opportunity for um, for Permian to kind of send a message and say, you know what, we're coming. Especially because they get a they get a, this is their last game before Permian. They get uh, or before legacy. They get a buy. Yeah, the buy. Yeah, Permian's yeah. off next week. Yeah. yeah, that's a smart. That's a smart buy schedule. In yeah, there. pretty smart. All right. So that is your week uh, eight nine draft. Week nine. Step to Coleman Cisco, North Shore C King, Hightower Payto, Canyon Pampa, and Harlan and Marshall. I took Frisco Denison, Abernathy Roosevelt, Yoakum, Hallettsville, China Spring Salado, and Cent- San Angel Central and Permian. Basically outside of East Texas, we're yeah, we're all covered. East Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, yeah. But we got a little San Antonio. Now it's time for Matt Stepp's hipster game of the week. And it will be my Thursday night game mm. in the Austin area. As Thursday night, the Del Valley Cardinals host the San Marcos Rattlers. This is the very essence of a hipster game. Yes. Because you look at Del Valley, they're 1-6. and six. What the hell are you doing going to watch a 1-6 and six team on Thursday night, Step? Well, let me tell you. Because Del Valle has gotten through the hard part of their schedule. Yes. They will be significant favorites in their last couple of games after this. This is the game. I think this is the this is the game to determine fourth place. The last playoff spot in District 26-6A, mm-hmm. I think, is, is on the line in this game. Because Lake Travis and Westlake in Austin Bowie, I think the, first, the top three spots are spoken for. San Marcos already has wins over Hayes Consolidated and Austin High. They'll be favorites over Aikens when they play Aikens a little bit later. Don't think there's going to be any question about that. This is the game. This is a swing game for Del Valle. They still, I think they have uh, Austin High or Del Valle is going to be favored the rest of the way. So this is the game. I think I think mm-hmm. it's for fourth place. I think it's a massive game. John Walsh's crew, you know, they 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 were they they really had their eyes on making the playoffs this year and kind of getting that turnaround going at San Marcos. You know, Coach Bobby Acosta in his first year coming over from IMG. Del Valley's had their struggles, but they're supremely talented. They've got some dudes still. So, really anxious to see this one. I'm leaning towards San Marcos on the road. They, I think they figured something out. I think it's to hand the ball to their running back. Yeah, hand the ball to Jaden Brown, yeah, <laughs> who had like 444 yards two weeks ago. So, um, interested in this game. It's going to be a fun game. It's my first ever visit to, to, to Del, Del Valley. Uh, Danny Davis always gives me a hard time about not coming to Austin. Well, hey, Danny, I'm coming to Austin for Thursday night. It should be a fun one. Uh, and I'll be go- be joined by my good buddy Mike Roach from 24-7. Oh. He's, he's driving, so look for some Roach in the vlog this week. Oh, well. What's up, Mike? I know you're a listener. That's what, we, that's what we've all come here to see. Is, I think he told me he was buying dinner, too. So. Oh, well, okay. Now you got to put that on wax. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Matt Stepp, I'm going to go to the Houston area. And I'm going to go a little bit of 6A action. Uh, Matt Stepp. Well, let, let me let me ask you a question. What were you doing back in 2002? I was a senior in college. You're a senior in college. Okay. Yeah, and I was probably up to no good. Okay. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Because let me tell you what Houston Sam Houston was doing. Is that they were winning their last district game. That's right. Houston Sam Houston, the Tigers have lost 96 consecutive district games. It's the longest, as much as we celebrated Alito's 100 last mm-hmm, week, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. This is the other end of the spectrum. They haven't won a district game since 2002. Okay? It's a losing streak that stretches all the way back to 2003. Okay? 
They lost 96 in a row. Now, they did discontinue their program for two seasons. Yeah. They, yeah. In 08 and 09. But still, it's been a while. It has. Okay? Every year they get one shot. This week is the shot. Because yes. 6 o'clock Thursday night at Barnett Stadium. Ah, uh, yes. Been to Barnett. I've been to Barnett Stadium. Barnett Stadium. It's the Sam Houston Tigers taking on the Houston Chavez Lobos. This is this is the chance for Sam Houston. For sure. Um they have now that now here's here's the now now one of the other things that, that that I'm a little concerned about. So last week, Chavez did forfeit their game to Lamar. Okay? Indeed. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what the circumstances were around that, but they forfeited that game to Lamar. I certainly hope they play because I don't want this game to end in, a, in. I don't want the streak to end in a forfeit. No, because it was Socorro. We had to deal yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want that to happen. Well, Socorro had to deal. With, we didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. But. but this is the chance because they basically had two chances this year. I thought it was Westbury, and this is the other one, Chavez. I think I think Charles Brown the Thirds Tigers are better. They are. They are. They are better. He, he's done a good job with them. This they year. started two and zero. Yeah. They got wins over Northbrook and Aldine. Those are not necessarily wins to write home about, but they've got wins. And they a go program the, like that is wins. They or, go in the correct column. That's it. A lot of this comes down to whether or not Sam Houston is going to be able to move the ball offensively. Because it, it, in their wins, the offense have been good. In their losses, it has been bad. They got a running back in Howard Smith and a quarterback in Anthony Rice. They're going to do it. They're going to win this week. I'm taking Sam Houston over Chavez. The streak ends this week. They're going to get the win. 96 consecutive districts, district losses comes to a close this week. Now, this is a big big 18-6-8 day for me because we talked with, uh, uh, with uh, Coach Mason yeah, at Jamal Westside. Mason at, yeah. uh, at Westside. They got a big game against – that's another kind of hipstery type game is, mm-hmm. is Westside and Lamar. Can, can, you know, can Lamar go two straight years without winning a district championship? How will they ever survive? I don't know if they'll be able to um, – Exactly. Just, just continue the program. Anyway, that's my hipster game is Sam Houston and Chavez. And I, I, I don't feel bad. Love, I love the Lobos there at Chavez, mm-hmm. but I don't feel bad saying this. Go Tigers! Yeah, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting Those for the kind of games we do. To yeah, generally. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, having a, having a, a, a rooting interest there. What is your travel schedule looking like? And who did I insult earlier in the show? <laughs> All right, Thursday night. Uh, as I said, I will be in the Austin area uh, for San Marcos and Del Valle. Mm-hmm. I think you would approve of that game. Yeah, That's it's a good game. Uh, Friday night, I will be in Waxahachie. At beautiful Lumpkin Stadium, as the Mansfield Tigers take on the Waxahachie Indians in another game, two very improved teams. Yes, and you know Mansfield did suffer a loss to Lakeridge, but a win over Waxahachie puts them right back in the playoff race. Waxahachie pushed Cedar Hill to the limit a couple of weeks ago. A win over Mansfield would go a long way towards Hatchie securing their second straight playoff appearance. Yes. So, uh, big game in 11-6A, under the radar, but lots of playoff implications. And you'll, you'll notice that's my trend the next few weeks is those games with playoff implications. Uh, Saturday, I'll be in the Houston area. Again, back-to-back weeks. Uh, Saturday afternoon at Freedom Field. Mm-hmm. Because Mercer Stadium in Fort Bend is still being under construction. They're hoping to have Mercer Stadium maybe ready by the playoffs. Oh, good. Uh, but since that, it's under they construction. Need, they need every stadium they got. Yeah. The Fort Bend ISD is rolling on one stadium with 10, <laughs> ten high schools. So they're having to play some yeah. games at other stadiums. Sure. So they're playing this game at Freedom Field, which is a beautiful facility in Alvin ISD. And the Fort Bend Elkins Knights will take on. The Ridge Point Panthers, state ranked Ridge right. Point. I apologize. That is not a bad game. That's no, a good game. it's Elkins is struggling a little bit, but Ridge Point is the you know they're they're a state ranked team. I want to get eyes on them. Mm-hmm. I want to see just how strong that Rick, Rick LeFavre's ball club is. Bert Emanuel Jr. Uh, man, yeah, he's a he's, he's special. You, you watched Fort Bend El- uh, Ridge <laughs> yes. Point against Dickinson, so he is special. Uh, really good game there, and, and a beautiful facility. And then Saturday night, I'll be on the call on Texan Live. Oh! I'm Gavin. I'm back. I cheated on Gavin last week and did the game with Chase Snyder. Uh, back with Gavin Moritz for the third time this year, as we'll be calling the unbeaten Houston Stratford Spartans against the Cy Creek Cougars. They're unbeaten. Uh, Houston Stratford is undefeated. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Yes, they are undefeated. Okay, they have, they have a win over Cy Fair, and they're 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 un- Tepper's double checking my work. Now. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. You're calling the game. Why would you? 
Well, I haven't researched it yet, but I'm okay. They're undefeated. They're seven and zero. Yeah, taking on Side Creek in a huge seventeen six day match six day matchup. Side Creek is fighting for a playoff spot. They're kind of right in that third, fourth, mm-hmm. or fifth. The wrong loss puts Side Creek in fifth, and out of the playoffs, the right win puts them in the playoffs. Man, so if they win this, if 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 Stratford wins this game, you know they get next week Jersey Village, right? Who is also undefeated. also undefeated? Yeah, and they get yeah they got Springwoods this week, so they're gonna, they're going to win that game. So it'll be yeah. it'll be I'll be eight and over eight no next week. Yeah. Think we'll talk about that game? Wow, who would have thought Stratford and Jersey Village would be that, playing like the game of the week? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, it's at uh, it's at Pridgen this week, so okay. Ken love Pridgen Stadium. Our friends in Fair do a great job. So that's my Saturday night game. So wow. it's a solid schedule that's on my pretty part. Good. It's four pretty solid good. games. So uh, looking forward to uh, to the to the uh, weeks the week the weekly schedule ahead. So it's gonna be fun. It will be good. All right, that's it. We're gonna stop talking. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next week on Tap and Step.